What's up, y'all? This is JLP, the host of Master and Single Podcast, coming to you with this brand new episode. Hope all is well with you and your loved ones. I hope that you had a wonderful week. I pray that your week was productive. It was a blessed week. And y'all, I know yesterday was the last day of summer and the official start of fall. But as you all know, I wanted to go ahead and close out this this series, you can say, right? This moment of me just talking to you all about certain things in relation to marriage, singlehood, dating, courtship, relationships, and misconceptions concerning these topics. And so tonight is the last episode. But of course, as you know, this is Mastering Single Podcast. We always continue to dialogue concerning these topics. But during the summer, I just wanted to really flow in that direction of just speaking on those topics without um, going to other type of faith topics, right? And so tonight's episode, y'all, I want to discuss several things. And the reason why I want to go ahead and discuss these several things with you is because I understand that this year is coming to an end, right? There's only three months this year. And I know that this this time of year can be exciting. It could be nerve-wracking. It could be a, a time of year where you feel anxious about the future. It could also make you feel as if perhaps there are things, right, deadlines that you need to complete. And it looks like you don't have that much time in front of you to complete them. Or maybe for some of you, you are looking at uh, your current circumstances. You're looking at your current financial status. You're looking at your current marital status. And you're saying to yourself, oh my goodness, will I be in the same predicament by the end of the year? Can it at least turn around for me? Uh, can God be able to turn this thing around for me? Can God bring me to a new place or to a new season during this time frame? And so I just want to go ahead and just really encourage you through this episode and i pray the holy spirit as well would give you um open eyes and open ears uh, to really see and capture what is being said throughout this episode i strongly believe that this episode would inspire and encourage and challenge you right where you are to finish this year strong and to finish this year victorious but also to finish this year knowing that you are in god's uh, will for your life and some of you guys again like i said maybe you feel perhaps you know, you didn't get much done this year and you, you feel like you can't redeem the time that you have left. This episode is for you. Or perhaps some of you, you feel kind of down, you feel under the weather and it seems like you are not full of joy. You're not full of peace. Well, this episode is for you. Or perhaps some of you, you kind of feel, um, um, like, how can I say this? Perhaps you feel kind of like at a loss of words. You don't know what comes next, right? You, you need clarity or you need, um, just momentum, right? To catch up the pace this episode is for you or perhaps some of you guys are feeling weary you're feeling worried and praying right for the specific prayer point that you have just been contending for throughout throughout the years or perhaps some of you you began to almost want to throw thrown in the towel and not continue with the work that you're doing the work that you felt like in the beginning was a good work was, was a purposeful work well this episode is for you y'all or perhaps some of you, you feel like perhaps God has not been answering your prayers. God has not been telling you what's next for you. He has not been giving you instructions. And it seems like you're stuck, you're stagnant, and you're not able to progress from this place to the next place and from this level to the next level. This episode is for you, y'all. Now, I want to go ahead and address this. No matter what season you're in, if you have questions, if you feel like there's certain things that are not happening for you, if you feel as if there's things that you've been asking and it seems like uh, you haven't been receiving any responses, or perhaps you have been trying to like pursue a new a new um, hobby or a new venture, pursue a new job opportunity, and it seems like the doors keep closing in your face, and you're saying to yourself, what am I doing wrong? I tried this, right? I tried that. I tried a new strategy, and it's still not working for me. I want to go ahead and just share this with you. 
Did you check your motives? Did you check your motives? What is your motives saying? What are what is your motives saying, right? And so I know I've spoken about motives before in past episodes, but I believe this is relevant for today for all of us. What is your motive? Or what are your motives saying about the thing that you're trying to pursue, about the prayer that you've been praying unto the Lord? You see, if you don't mind, please go ahead and open your Bible pages to James 4. I just want to go ahead and quickly read James 4, verse 2 to 3 with you. And I'm reading from the New International Version. And it says this, y'all. It says, you desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. And y'all, if we're being honest, sometimes that is true, right? Sometimes you're asking God for something, but you often sometimes forget to say, God, give me this for your glory to be manifested in this situation in my life. Give me this so I can give you the glory. I can give you the honor. Sometimes we're asking God for things just from a selfish point of view. But we have to be mature enough, right, as, as Christians, as children of God, that when we're asking God something, yes, perhaps we're asking God this thing because we desire it, we need it, right? We truly do need it, right? And we truly want it, right? But we often also have to go ahead and say, God, not only do I want this thing because it's nice, it's good, but I want it in order for me to glorify you through it. And so, for example, maybe you've been asking God for a new job opportunity and maybe you're asking God for the job opportunity because you need um, finances coming in, right? You need to be able to pay your mortgage. You need to be able to take care of your family. You need to be able to provide for the basic necessities. And God sees that God knows you need um, that job opportunity, right? To make sure you handle your um, responsibilities. Make sure you take care of your family. He understands that. But, however... God is also trying to see if indeed you're going to ask him for this job opportunity as well for his for his glory how he can be glorified through you right because in fact you now have this job opportunity that you're asking him to grant to you now let's say if you're single and you're listening to this episode perhaps your prayer point in this season was God can you please bring me my mate? God, can you please bring me my husband? God, can you please bring me my wife? And God, he himself, again, as we've addressed in previous episodes, he has he said, right, in Genesis chapter 2, it's not good for man to be alone, right? But like I said also in a previous episode, you know, yes, it's not good for men to be alone, but you know what's also not good? It's not good for us to love anything or anyone more than God. And so when you're approaching the throne of of God, right, in prayer, and you're asking God to, to give you that husband, to give you that wife, are you within your heart desiring that husband or that wife more than God, who is currently residing in you, who is with you each and every single day, and who has never left your side, amen? And so, when you're asking God for that future spouse, are you asking it from that point of view of knowing that you are complete in God, but you want to be able to partner with someone else? in order for that person to continue to help you in your faith walk and also to partner with you for God's name to be glorified even more. Amen. And so sometimes we may think that we're not acting with wrong motives, but the Bible lets us know that God knows our hearts better than ourselves, right? We, we, we don't know, our, we know our hearts, but there are certain parts of our hearts that God, he himself knows. 
and and us as human beings there's certain things that we miss and so it is critical especially when we're asking god certain things in prayer that we even ask him to check our hearts check our motives on our behalf and for him to remove any you know any impure motives right from us in order for us to attain what it is that we ask for in prayer now i just want us to just again meditate on what we just read james 4 verse 2 to 3 i want us to just stay um in, in verse uh, uh two right i want us to pay attention where it says you desire but do not have okay um and i also want us to pay attention to the latter part of verse two which says you do not have because you do not ask god i'm gonna say this again it says you do not have because you do not ask god maybe just maybe there's certain things in your life you don't have them because you never asked god for them now some of us there are certain things we pray to god for right maybe you pray to god to keep you in good health amen but how come there's certain things you don't pray to god for maybe you pray for god to give you good health but then you don't pray for god to um for example uh bring the person that he sees fit to be your your, your future spouse maybe you just went ahead and did the relationship thing your way maybe you just went ahead and did the dating thing your way without getting his counsel right our previous episode was titled the counsel that matters most maybe there's certain aspects of our life we don't invite god into and that is the reason why we still find ourselves missing that thing missing that thing that we so desire missing that thing we do not have yet and it's because what we have not been asking God, we sometimes feel like it's such a little thing at times, or it's something that's so natural that we in our human strength, we can get it done. But at the end of the day, we have to keep in mind that God, He cares about every detail in your life and He wants to be a part of every detail in your life. We can't just put God in this um, particular section of our lives and completely you know, ignore Him to be a part of the other sections, amen? And so I want to challenge you um, today, you know, see what it is that you have just been desiring and ask yourself, have I asked God about this thing in prayer? Have I asked God if this is his will for me in prayer? And now I want us to go ahead and read uh, verse three, right? Of James four. Let's go ahead to the third verse. It says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, just like we just mentioned earlier during the episode that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You see that? It says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Now this scripture is not to say that God does not want us to enjoy our lives because if you look in the book of Ecclesiastes, the author of the book of Ecclesiastes is Solomon and God gave Solomon more wisdom during his time than anybody on the face of the earth. And Solomon himself, he, he came to this conclusion concerning life. He says that, you know, our toil in life or our, our, our do in life should be that we enjoy the work that God has given us and we enjoy the blessings that God has given us. And so basically, God wants us to enjoy life. God did not give you life for you to be miserable all the time, for you to be depressed all the time, for you to be sad all the time, for you to keep pitying yourself all the time, you know? In the book of John, John 10, 10, it even says that Jesus came, right? He himself said he came to give us life and life abundantly. Amen. And so God doesn't mind for us to enjoy the life that he has given us. But we have to be very careful that we don't think or assume the whole meaning of life and the whole purpose of life is to enjoy ourselves. That's a part of it. That's not literally the main 
reason why you exist today, why God has placed you on the earth. And so when we are asking in prayer the things that we desire, again, as I mentioned earlier, we still have to keep in mind that we do not do it for our own pleasure per se, just because, but that we are doing it because we want God to be glorified and we want to bless others as well. Amen. And so if you find yourself for some reason, you're still lacking the very thing that you are asking God for in prayer, or you're still lacking uh, the very thing that you desire. These are some things that you should just go ahead and be honest with yourself and say, one, am I asking God with pure motives? Is my is my heart pure before the Lord? Am I asking him these things with a right mind, with a right heart? And second, you should be asking yourself, am I even asking God for the thing that I desire, for the thing that I've been hoping for? Now, very quickly, y'all, I also just want to go ahead and share um, this scripture with you. It's also I'm coming from the book of James. It's coming also from the same chapter, um, James 4, verse 8. If you don't mind, just go ahead and glance over to James 4, verse 8. And I want to go ahead and address the second point, which is very similar to what we addressed um, within the previous part of the episode. And that is, ask God to purify your heart. And also, you keep your heart pure by reading his word on a consistent basis. I'm going to repeat this again. Ask God to purify your heart. And you also keep your heart pure by reading his word on a consistent basis. The thing is, y'all, the very, you know, it's so important for us to keep our hearts pure, first and foremost, because when your heart is pure, God is able to trust you to handle what it is that you're asking, of, of course, right? And as well, when your heart is pure, it shows the level of readiness that you have for whatever it is that you're asking for. It honestly does not make sense, for example, for me to give someone something of value if I know that individual is just going to throw that valuable thing that I give to them in the trash. And so I need to make sure that I'm observing this person and seeing how they treat the very things that they have already in their lives. Like, do they treat the things that they have in their lives uh, with respect? Do they treat the things that they have in their lives uh, with value? Where do they put their, their precious uh, um, items? Do they put them somewhere that is that is safe, where it's not going to be easily broken? Or do they just put it out in the open where there is, uh, you know, for example, there's dirtiness, like there's dust and so forth, right? And so it's the same with God. It's not that God is withholding any good things from us when we're asking or when we're designing certain things, but it's because God want to make sure, for example, now we've been talking about relationships, we've been talking about marriage, let's put ourselves into, into that context. It doesn't make sense for God to bring a person into our lives when we ourselves, we do not have pure hearts. Why? It's because at any time we can go ahead and just treat that person terribly. And we do not honor that person in the way that God wants us to honor that person. And so it doesn't make any sense for God to bring someone into your life and that very person that he brings to your life, you are the one that ends up breaking that person's heart or vice versa. Perhaps they come into your life and they end up breaking your heart. Amen. And so it's very important. We, we pay, pay close attention to test ourselves, to test our motives, to test ourselves and seeing why in the world we are asking and we are praying for the very things that we are asking and praying for. If we are being quite, if we are being quite honest, guys, in life, you see a lot of people are doing things and honestly, they're just doing it to do, right? 
or they're just doing it because everybody else is doing it or they're just desiring it because everybody else is desiring it but some people nowadays especially the culture that we're in you don't really necessarily see people are saying i want this because again i want to be a blessing to other people i want for the name of jesus to be glorified it's, it seems like everything now is about self-pleasure it's about um, self-gratification it's about just making our name great instead of making god's name great amen and so we have to just be honest with ourselves and see what it is that we have within us or what it is that we are doing that's perhaps is hindering us from receiving what it is we're asking God for or even from receiving what God from the very beginning from the very beginning intended for us to have amen and I just want to go ahead now and read that scripture for you I know I was just dialoguing um you can hear it in my voice you can hear um how serious I am about this about sharing this this message to you because I feel that a lot of you you're starting to feel again like you know what am I doing wrong am I doing something wrong because some of you you really believe that you're not doing anything wrong and perhaps that's true but perhaps some of you you think you're not doing something wrong or you think that your heart is in the right place but unfortunately it's not and so this is not to bring condemnation to you but it's me just challenging you as a sister in Christ for you to really self-reflect and say my goodness you know I need to get it together because I do not want to be myself right to be in the same predicament to be in the same predicament by the end of the year I do not want myself to be in the same predicament in 2023 something has to, to change right it has to be different and so y'all James 4 verse 8 it says come near to God and he will come near to you wash your hands you sinners and purify your hearts you double-minded uh, like I was saying right for the, our second point not only should we ask God to purify our hearts, but we too must purify our hearts by making sure that we do what? We do the things of God and we read God's word consistently. If you find yourself neglecting God's word, nine out of ten, I can say you're gonna have a, a, a you know you're gonna have difficulty to keep your heart pure because again we live in a broken world. We are just you know seeing so many things that are ungodly on a daily basis. Some of us are not on purpose. But it's just because the way that the world has been saturated with so much evil and um, unrighteousness, right? And so, yes, you too can purify your heart by just meditating on God's word and doing what God's word says and believing what God's word says. Amen. And then thirdly, y'all, I want to encourage you to do this. If you find yourself again still in the same situation, it seems like you're repeating the same cycles after cycles. Perhaps you feel like you've done everything right. You feel like you've stayed in the house of God. You feel like you've been praying, right? You've been praying persistently. You feel like you've been um, kind to other people. You've been Christ-like to other people. But yet, things are not changing for you. You can't seem to break through. And again, you're saying to yourself, is God ignoring my prayers? I want to go ahead and address this third point with you. And this is it. This is what I have to say concerning our third point here. Are you speaking blessings upon your life or are you speaking curses? I'm going to say this again. Are you speaking blessings upon your life or are you speaking curses? And some of you guys might say, oh my goodness, Jennifer, of course I'm, I'm you know, speaking blessings upon my life. No way I would curse myself. But my friend, sometimes curses do not necessarily look evil. It is not you just saying a profane word. It is not you just saying something that, you know, seems like a, 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 a crack or whatnot. But it's literally even saying certain negative things to yourself 
and as well as concerning your current situation. When I'm talking about curses, I'm talking about just you speaking negatively concerning yourself, concerning your current circumstances, concerning your life, and so forth. For example, it's like you saying this will never happen for me because it hasn't happened yet. When you say that, although it may be coming from an innocent place, although you may be saying somewhat of a truth, right? For example, maybe you do find yourself that, you know, uh, you know, after like five years or so, it seems like the very thing that you were believing for was still not happening. And because it still didn't happen for you, you then began to just make that declaration and say, oh, it's never going to happen for me. But just because it did not happen for you, right, the past five years, that doesn't give you a license to say it's never going to happen for me. Because even though you think that what you're saying is not creating any effect, it's creating an effect. And as a matter of fact, I want to show you an example in the Word of God how damaging it can be for us to say these things, even when it seems like it's coming from an innocent place or maybe we have a reason to say this. Go ahead and open your Bible pages to Numbers 14. We're going to be reading Numbers 14, verse 28 to 30. This is what it says. This is the Lord speaking. And let me just go ahead and give a quick backstory. And so the people of Israel, they were complaining, complaining, they were mumbling, they were content. When I say content, I'm not talking about the good content, but like content, meaning they were just despising what God was saying. They just was ignoring what God was saying when God was saying to his servant Moses that he would take he would take his people to a land of, of milk and honey, right? Swarm with milk and honey. And because of the, the things that were happening, and or perhaps because it was taking too long for them to enter the land of milk and honey, they began to mumble and they began to complain to Moses, the servant of David. And they also began to complain to God to the point where God heard their complaints and he himself being God was so frustrated with them complaining, was just so sick and tired of them complaining all the time. They, they came to a point, y'all, they were not even praising God and they were not even grateful that God took them out of Egypt. The only thing that was ringing out of their mouth, the only thing that they were saying nonstop is why did God take us out of Egypt? Why are we in this desert place? Why are we in this wilderness? And look, this is what Numbers 14 verse 28, 30 says, right? And this is the Lord speaking. He says, so tell them, as surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very thing I heard you say. I'm going to pause right there. God didn't say that he would do to them what he said, but he said that he would do to them what they said. And what they were saying, like I addressed, weren't positive things at all. They were negative things. They were pronouncing almost like the curse to themselves, saying, oh, it would have been better off if we stayed in Egypt. And Egypt was slavery. All right, let's continue, y'all. And then the Lord continued by saying, and this wilderness, well, this is not the Lord saying, but God, he is just repeating, right, what it is that they were saying. Um, let me just quickly go ahead and reread that verse because I really want you guys to um, to stay with me. And so, again, Numbers 14, verse 20 to 30. So tell them, as surely as I, as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very thing I heard you say. In this wilderness, your bodies will fall, every one of you 20 years old or more who was counted in the census and who has grumbled against me, not one of you will enter the land I swore with uplifted hand to make your home, except Caleb son of Jephunneh and Joshua son of Nun. All right. And so God literally said, okay, you guys kept complaining and kept saying that, you know, it, it would have been best if we stayed in Egypt. It would have been best if we even died in Egypt. 
and God literally said, you know what, okay, what the very thing that you said, right, the very thing that you pronounced is the very thing that I'm going to go ahead and do. So basically God is saying, I'm going to bring to pass what it is that you said. And so my friends, this is why I'm really trying to tr really just, you know, give you this understanding tonight to break away the negativity that you're feeding, right, concerning what it is that's going on in your life. I want you to break off that negativity. Right? I want you to keep yourself from saying negative things concerning your life, concerning your circumstances. I'm not saying for you to ignore your situation. I'm not saying for you to ignore your feelings, right? But at the same time, do not dwell upon your feelings. Do not dwell on your circumstance. Because if you find yourself keep like dwelling upon your feelings, dwelling upon your circumstances, especially if they're low, if they're not good at this time, it's gonna eventually cause you to pronounce curses over yourself. Like I said before, curses doesn't necessarily mean like you're calling yourself ugly, you're calling yourself, uh, you know, you know, uh, you're calling yourself everything that you perhaps would think that is a curse, but it can literally you being, you know, and saying to yourself, oh my goodness, I've, I've never made more than $100,000 a year, so there's no way I could be a millionaire. Or it's you saying, man, I've been single too long, there's no way I could be married. When you're saying that, it's like you're prophesying that over yourself without you even realizing it. And like we read in Numbers 14, verse 28 to 30, that's literally what happened to the Israelites. Those who kept complaining against God, those who kept complaining against uh, Moses, they literally were prophesying their own death without realizing it. They perhaps wasn't taking it seriously when those words were coming out of their mouth, but God himself, he was keeping note of that. And so I wanted to go ahead and encourage you and that being said, I wanted to go ahead and encourage you, despite how long your weight has been, despite how long you've been praying and things seem like they're not shifting, things seem like they're not changing for you, I don't want you to say, oh, things are never going to change for me. As a matter of fact, this is when you need to ignite your faith even more and say, this is my new season. This is the this is my time of breakthrough. This is when God is about to turn it all around, all around for me. This is my good time of deliverance. Amen. This is my time of uh, restoration. And this is not you being a liar, but this is you being a person of faith, being a child of God, living by faith, the Bible says, right? We live by faith. We are people who live by faith. The Bible says that God is pleased with our faith. And why does God what why does the Bible say God is pleased with our faith? When we have faith, God is pleased. Right? Or if we don't have faith, God is not pleased. It's because when you are able to please God, that also moves the hand hand of God on your behalf to change your circumstances. It is not God's will for you as his child to never see the light of day. God is not waiting for you to be in heaven for him to bless you. God wants to bless you even now. And don't get me wrong. I'm not just pronouncing, I'm not just preaching a, a gospel of blessings and prosperity. That's not at all what I'm doing. But I do find it quite weird when there's some people, they literally believe as if it is not in God's will for you to prosper, for you to be blessed. Literally, the father, our father in the faith, Abraham, the patriarch of the, of the, um, the Jewish nation, when God approached him, God literally said, I would bless you. I'm going to bless you, your father, many nations. God was pronouncing blessings upon Abraham. Amen. And so, yes, y'all, I just want to encourage you. I know, I know sometimes it could feel a little bit so, sort of frustrating when you seem 
to not break through, although you feel like you're doing everything right, although you feel like you're in right standing with God and you feel like you've been, you know, doing what it is that you're supposed to do. You've been obedient, but I don't want you now because you seem to feel like, you know, your situation is not changing to now have self-pity and say, oh, they're never going to change. Don't you dare. This is the time for you to continue to declare the word of the Lord over your life, to declare good things, to declare blessings over your life, positive words over your life, and not negative ones. Amen. Now, the fourth thing I want to go ahead and just really talk to you guys about um, on tonight's episode is that keep asking. Keep asking, keep believing. Now, this is a two-way street. I'm not just saying to ask God, of course, we should always ask God for what it is that we, we, are, need, we are in need of. But by the grace of God, He gives us other people as well to be a blessing in our lives. And so when you are asking God, that's great. But also, don't be afraid to ask other people. For example, maybe there's a place that you want to be in the near future, right? And someone is already there. Go ahead and ask that person some advice. Ask that person to give you advice how they were able to get from point A to point B. Amen. Keep on asking, keep on believing. And don't forget that God works through other people. And so when you ask God, that's amazing because when you ask God, God may in fact answer you by you asking somebody else. Somebody else as well. The very thing that you ask them in prayer. If that person responds to you in a positive manner, with favor, then that is God answering you through that individual. Now, I know, again, it can be frustrating when you feel like you've been asking and asking and nothing seems to change. But even Jesus, again, tells us in Luke chapter uh, 18, right? He gives us a, a story concerning this. Uh, widow, considering this woman who just kept asking this unjust judge, right? Uh, uh, you know, to bring justice about justice, right? And she kept asking nonstop, asking nonstop. For many of us, after we ask one, two, three times, we just give up. But if you really have a dream or goal, or if you really have this desire, amen. And you really care about the very thing that you're believing for to come to fruition, then I would encourage you not to stop asking. And this is not just me saying it, but this is Jesus himself saying it to us, y'all. He says to not give up in Luke 18. And he encouraged us to be just like that woman that he describes in Luke 18. To keep on asking because at the end of the day, when you're asking God for something as his child, he is not going to uh, ignore your prayers and he is not going to just be silent on the matter he's going to deliver and come through for you eventually and as a matter of fact uh, let's just go ahead and quickly read that um, scripture um, let's go ahead and read that scripture please go ahead and open your bible to Luke 18 we're going to be reading through verse 3 to 5 um, so verse 3 to 5 it says and there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea Grant me justice against my adversary, for some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, 
Yet because this water keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. This is an injustice saying this. This is not a believer. This is not someone who fits God. All right. Now let's quickly go to verse seven. Let's skip verse six, but let's quickly go to verse seven. I want to uh, highlight verse seven to you. Verse seven says, y'all, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? Man, isn't that good news, y'all? Maybe you have been praying without season nonstop in 2022. Maybe since the month of January, you've just been contending in prayer for the specific points that you're believing God for. And you find yourself now in the month of September. And the month of September is coming to a quick end. And you're looking at the calendar and you're like, Lord, I'm about to step into October. Before I know it, God, it's going to be the end of the year. And I'm seeing things are not manifesting for me, right? I'm seeing that these prayers have not been answered yet. But I'm seeing that you're answering you know, the prayers of others that I've been praying for or the prayers that others have been praying for themselves. I'm even seeing you give grace and favor to people that do not even know you. Why is why is that, Lord? What have I been doing that is causing me again to not break through? Sometimes we look at our circumstances and we look at that delay, that temporary delay, as if things will never change. And that can cause us now to stop praying, right? It could cause us to stop praying entirely, or it could even cause us to now become doubtful and say, man, you know, maybe God just doesn't answer prayers anymore. Or you may even start saying, maybe God just doesn't answer my prayers. Amen? But no, not at all. You have to look at it from this perspective, which is a, a faith perspective, in, in the same way that Jesus said in verse 7, to know that because you've been faithful in crying out to God and praying to God and bring your commitments to God, right? Bring your plans to God, your goals to God. He will not put you off. He will not forever put you off. He is going to come at your defense. He is going to come to deliver you, to answer you. Because guess what, y'all? If he doesn't, guess what? If he doesn't, God is as if he's lying concerning who he is. It's as if he's lying concerning what he has said about himself and about his word. The Lord said in his word, he says he doesn't tell us to seek him in vain. He doesn't tell us to hope in him. And then he just goes ahead and disappoints us all the time. This is not what he says in his word. He doesn't tell us to trust in him and he not come through for us. This is not what he tells us in his word. He tells us the very opposite. He tells us because we hope in him, that we shall see salvation, that we shall see his glory, that he will come through for us, right? I'm paraphrasing, but this is all scripture. This is all biblical. When David put his hope and trust in the Lord, the Lord always came through for David. The, the Lord always blessed David to be a victor. The Lord always blessed David to be lifted up, even when he was brought very low. And so I want to encourage you. I know at times it's difficult, but these are the moments where you have to say, Holy Spirit, renew a steadfast spirit within me. Holy Spirit, bring to my remembrance of the promises of God. Bring to my remembrance of the word of God. Remind me of God's faithfulness towards me in the past. Amen. Because you know in due season, which is sooner rather than later often, 
Because if you find yourself been consistent, you've been consistent in the presence of God. You've been consistent in doing the will of God. You've been, you know, having a, a pure heart before the Lord. You've been meditating on God's word day and night. You've been praising God, right? You've been praising God in the good times and the bad times. And it seems like things not working out for you. Guess what? Your due season is on the horizon. And for many of you, your due season is here in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare that over your life. And that's true, y'all. And so I just want to encourage you during this moment. During this time of the year, this is the time for you to get going and praise God in advance for the very things you've been asking for. Because I believe the moment that you begin to shift your perspective and see that God is not ignoring you and see that God is just seeing your faith, amen, and God is just again testing you to see if you love Him more than what you're asking Him to do, that's when God is going to come through for you. Because God sees literally you have been faithful towards Him and that you love Him no matter what season you find yourself in. Now, y'all, for us to quickly go ahead and get ready to close out this episode, I want to share now my last and final points with you. And that is remain in peace, remain in joy, and remain grateful. I'm going to repeat them again. Remain in peace, remain in joy, and remain grateful. For example, the story that we quickly shared from Numbers 14. These people, right, the people of God during that time, I'm not talking about Caleb and Joshua, by the grace of God. They were the only one during that moment, right? And those who were uh, uh, younger than 20 years old, who God permitted to go into the promised land, and the land flowing with milk and honey, amen. And the reason why they went was what? Was what? Because, in fact, they remain in peace. They remain in joy, and they remain grateful to the Lord. They weren't a part of the group. Who kept, you know, who kept complaining, complaining to God, and you know, just again being so defense, defensive all the time with uh, Moses and Aaron, and um, and and um, and Moses' sister Miriam, you know, they continued to believe that God was with them. Caleb and, and Joshua, they continued to believe that God was their strength, and that if God said that this land was their land. Guess what? This land is in fact their land, no matter what enemy they see lies ahead of them or faces them. Amen. And so when you remain in peace, when you remain in joy, when you remain in, 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 in gratefulness or you have gratitude towards the Lord and, to, and you, you know, you, you're so grateful for what is in your possession currently, that too shows the posture of your heart. It shows the posture of your heart is pure, is content, is not, is not envious, is not are filled with bitterness and jealousy and rage and covetousness, but it shows that you're completely secure in who you are and you're completely secure in God and you're resting in his faithfulness. You see, the more we rest in God's faithfulness and the more we rest in God's word, the more indeed you will see we remain in peace, we remain in joy, and we remain grateful. And when you do that, again, that moves the heart of God to do what? That moves the heart of God to work on your behalf. You know, there's a psalm where David was saying that he um, would, would much rather stay in the house of the Lord. He would much rather stay in the presence of God because in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. And it also was saying that, you know, on the right, at the right hand of God or left hand of God, excuse me, I'm just paraphrasing. He says there's, there's pleasure, right? There's good pleasure or there's pleasures or there's treasures, right? And that is so true. And um, as a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit just gave me this inspiration concerning that particular scripture in the in the book of psalm this pleasure that is talking about as well is also referring to like when you can in fact just enjoy merely god's presence 
not only there's pleasure in God's presence, like I said, you know, there's peace, there's joy, and so forth, but also God, He sees because you keep His presence as priority in your life, guess what? He is going to bring pleasures as well into your life. He's going to take care of your needs. He's going to even satisfy the desires of your heart. As a matter, as a matter of fact, as we're talking about desires of the heart, remember what Psalm 37 verse 4 says. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. And I know a lot of people, they say, well, um, the, scripture, the scripture is saying that once we delight ourselves in the Lord, He's going to give us the, the desires that He has for us. To a certain degree, that's true. But honestly, I don't, I don't believe that it's saying that, you know, God will never give you the desire that you have. But rather, I believe that the scripture is also saying to us, when you delight yourself in God, your, the, the heart's desires that you have, right? The desires that you already have in your heart, guess what? Because you're delighting in the Lord, they're already pure anyways. They're not evil desires. They're not desires with, 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 with um, any ill intent. You know, they're not desires that's going to curse God. They're not, they're not desires that's going to um, cause you to leave God. As a matter of fact, these desires will even cause you to embrace God more, will cause you to glorify God more, will cause you to even fall more in love with God because you see, wow, God gave me these desires. Amen? And so maybe, maybe, just maybe, for some of you, this is what you're lacking right now in your present season. You're lacking the presence of God. You have not been delighting in God. What does it mean to be delighting in God? It means that you are spending time not just praying to God to answer your prayers, but you're spending time with God because you are fellowshipping with Him. He is your friend. He is not just your um your God, but He is your Heavenly Father. And you're giving Him praise because He deserves it. You're giving Him praise because of who He is. Not just because of what He's done for you, but because of who He is. Not just because of what he will do, but because of what he's already done. And so it's important for us to delight in the Lord just because. Just because we want to. Not because we're trying to get something from God. When you're a man or a woman after God's own heart, y'all, trust me, you will move the hand of God. And when I say move the hand of God, I'm not saying you necessarily will physically move the hand of God. But I'm just saying it as an expression, right? That he is going to be so moved by the way that you're moving after his heart. He's going to overflow in your life blessings. And so, y'all, I just want to go ahead and just share one more scripture, and I'm going to close it. I know this episode was a bit long than the previous episode, but I believe it was necessary for me to come on here to really exhort you and encourage you. Because, again, we're getting ready to cross over into the fourth quarter very, very soon. And, again, as I said earlier this year, breakthrough is coming. Breakthrough is here. I still strongly believe that. And I've already begun to see God doing it, God doing amazing things in our lives. And I believe for those of you who perhaps saying, but man, I still have not received my breakthrough. Well, my sister or brother, the year is not over yet. You need to still hang in there and you need to continue to persist in your faith. Y'all, I want to go ahead and read two more scriptures um, for you guys. Excuse me. <laughs> Let me not lie. I'm not lying. Not two more scriptures, but they're very quick scriptures. Um, the first one that I want to go ahead and quickly read is, again, coming from the book of James. James 1, verse 4 to 7. And then lastly, I gonna I want to go ahead and close this out with Proverbs 24, verse 27. James 1, verse 4 to 7, y'all says, Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. And it will be given to you, excuse me, yeah. Should ask, excuse me, let me just go ahead and repeat that. So verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. 
and it will be given to you. Verse 6, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Amen. I know uh, these few scriptures are some that we have just addressed in multiple uh, episodes before, but again, I'm addressing it tonight because some of us, we really need to hear it. Now, two things I want you guys to take out of James 1 verse 4 to 7. I want you to see verse 4, what it says. It says, let perseverance finish this work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. I want you to bear in mind that wherever you find yourself in, in this current season, if there's certain things that is missing in your life, I want to tell you this. Just like the scripture says, let perseverance finish this work, I want you to then now be, you know, be patient, have endurance, be determined. Again, don't, don't let this predicament or this circumstance Make you change your mind about God and his faithfulness and what's possible. Continue to remain in that place, right, of contentment before the Lord. And knowing as you continue to keep your heart pure, as you continue to keep your motives pure, as you continue to seek first his kingdom and and his righteousness, that all these things will, will be added unto you, that God, again, he is faithful to bless you, and you will not lack anything. But now, again, what I love about uh, James 1 verse 47 after it says this, it's also what verse 6 says. Let's say you are being matured and you're letting perseverance finish its work in you, right? But perhaps there's still something missing. There's still something blocking you from now entering into that new that the Lord has for you or from receiving the answer that the Lord has for you. What that may be or what that might be. This is what verse 6, six says again, y'all. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubt is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. I'm going to pause right there. You are going to have to have a disdain for doubt. You're going to have to make doubt become your enemy. And the reason why I say this is because, y'all, when there is doubt present, it's going to cause you to not even expect for God to move on your behalf. It's going to cause you to not even expect the very thing that you're asking God for to come to fruition in your life. And this is what verse 7 says here. That person should not expect to receive anything from from the Lord. And so when you're asking God, you have to receive the very thing that you're asking for right here and now. Perhaps those of you guys who also are subscribed to the Ninja by Nats YouTube channel, I shared this a little bit in my previous um, message on his platform. You have to receive now in the natural what it is you're asking God, even before it manifests. Even before it manifests. Because when you do that, that's that's one of the biggest ways you show God your faith, y'all. And that's one of the most main ways you can please God and again show Him your faith. Is by speaking it in the present tense. And God Himself, He literally did this so many times in Scripture. Before the people of God defeated their enemy and entered the promised land, he said, I have given you the promised land. They literally did not even step into the promised land yet, but yet God said, I have given you the promised land, as if he literally had given them the promised land and they were there. But we all know that they weren't there yet. Amen? And so it's so important for you to challenge yourself for these last three months of 2022 to ask God without doubting. To believe without doubting and to speak whatever it is that you're asking believing God for in the present tense and thanking him in the present tense that it already has manifested for you. 
and the natural. And very quickly to close, open your Bible pages to Proverbs 24, verse 27. This is powerful. And it goes hand in hand as well with what James says in his book um, when it says, Faith without works is dead. A lot of people, again, I tell you, they masquerade, they masquerade lack of faith and make it seem as if they're waiting on God's perfect timing. And that is not true whatsoever. Yes, I know certain people are literally waiting on God's perfect timing, but honestly, y'all, many people, they say I'm waiting on God's timing, but they never put a faith, they never, for example, take a faith act or, or, or put their faith in action. And we're living in a critical time where, again, so many things are happening in the world. God is literally accelerating time. And this is not something trendy. I'm not saying this if other people are saying it, but God himself, he said it in his word that he would cut, cut short the days. He would cut short the days in order for him to be able to show grace to those who still do not know him. Because he said if he did not cut short the days, many would not be able to bear it. Many would not be able to stop to survive. And so this is not the time for us to be lazy as people of God and using this as an excuse saying, I'm waiting on God's time, God's time will be best. But literally God is saying, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. This is how God was with his own people, the people of Israel, especially when he told them, I have given you the promised land. And they, instead of saying, thank you, God, I received it, they kept complaining because of the journey, because of the path that they had to take to go to the promised land. And it's the same way with us. Sometimes we're saying, I'm waiting on God's perfect timing, and we stay still. We don't do anything. We don't take faith walks, right? We don't, we don't take a, a faith step. But the Bible lets us know, if you have committed your ways to the Lord, that the Holy Spirit guides your steps. And so if you're in God, if you're in Christ, and you surrender your will to Him, then guess what? God is not going to be angry with you if you're taking steps of faith. Because again, He wants you to be a child of faith. He wants you to exercise faith because, again, the Bible says He is pleased by our faith. Literally to a point where we can literally say, if we're not taking faith steps, God is not pleased with us. And so for our faith to be truly demonstrated, we have to take leaps of faith. And we only take leaps of faith when we are taking what? Actions. And so this is an example of what that looks like, which is the verse that I just said to you guys. I didn't read it yet, but I gave you guys the reference, Proverbs 24, verse 27. It says, put your outdoor work in order and get your fields ready. After that, build your house. What I love about this scripture is that it literally says, after that, build your house. So meaning... When you take the initiative, you get yourself ready, you get what it is that you need, right, for the new season in your possession, then after that, build your house. So what does that look like when it comes to what it is you're believing God for? Maybe for you, it's not you believing for a house. Maybe it's not you building a house per se, but maybe again, for those of you who are single, who believe in God for a kingdom marriage, what does that look like to you in the context of your current season? What does it mean for you to put your outdoor work in order and get your fields ready? For many of you, it means to look at yourself as a wife. Or for those of you who are men listening to this podcast episode, it's to look at yourself as a husband and you're doing the things that shows that you are a wife or you're doing the things that shows that you are a husband. You're getting what your house in order. You're making sure that you are not, for example, if you're a, 
of men that's listening to this podcast, you're not just entertaining multiple women because men who entertain multiple women, you're not a husband, you're a player. Let's be real. And it's the same for my sisters, right? And so you have to make sure that your mindset is a mindset as a wife. And you, as a man, you have to make sure that your mindset is a mindset of a husband and that you yourself are walking in that identity even now, even before God brings the future spouse into your life. And not only that, but it says in Proverbs 24, verse 7, it says, get your feels ready. So there's certain things that you also have to do in, in the physical. You, it's not just um, about clothing, but buying new wardrobes per se, taking care of your um, wellness and so forth. But it's also you getting out there, making sure that you are connecting yourself in community, making sure that, again, you're doing the things that the Lord has placed in your heart to do, and you're taking leaps of faith to meet new people and so forth and etc. And so, y'all, I'm going to close with this. I just said all this to say, don't stop believing. Don't stop asking God. Expect the unexpected. And expecting the unexpected it doesn't just mean to be clueless of what to come, of what is to come, but it needs to make yourself open to the possibilities that God has for you. Just because you know God is able to do it exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. And so, y'all, I just want to go ahead and close this out with prayer. I'm coming in agreement with you even now that before this year comes to an end, that God will bless you and your family with an exceptional breakthrough. I'm praying right now. I just pray, Holy Spirit of God that you would touch every listener listening to this podcast, that you would remove their anxiety, that you would change their anxiety for peace, that you would give them peace which surpasses all understanding. I pray, Holy Spirit of God, that you would increase a steadfast spirit within them, that you would increase their faith to continue to persist in prayer, to continue to persist in believing that God is who he says that he is and God will do what he says that he will do. I pray that, Lord God, you would keep them in their right mind, I pray that, God, that you would connect them to the right people. I pray, Lord God, as they continue to purify their hearts before you and continue to seek you and continue to bless you and continue to praise you and be obedient unto you, I pray, Holy Spirit of God, that you would make ways for them to see the glory of the Lord, that you would make ways for them to walk in the fullness of the purpose, the calling, and the destiny that God has for their lives. And right now, God, I just I just declare that whatever that was hindering them from entering into the new season that God has for them. May they be broken right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I cancel any demonic delay from their lives and I ask Lord God that you will bless them with what it is that the Lord has ordained to be their portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight's episode. It was such a pleasure to be able to encourage you, challenge you tonight. Forgive me. (laughs) I know this was a long episode, but it was necessary. I believe God wanted me to really encourage you in this manner. And so stay stay encouraged, y'all. And remember, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. Until next time, peace out. Take care.